Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Underhood Show presented by Mel Hamilton Ford. Hey, my name is Phil Nightingale. Morning, Josh. Good morning. It's a beautiful day out there in the big city. Uh, I guess we can say the whole state of Kansas, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's beautiful everywhere. Hey, give me, yes, exactly. <laughs> so, hey, good morning, everybody. And, hey, let's get things fired off. Love to hear from you. Uh, got to hope we have an exciting hour here for you and stuff, yeah. too, of everything we got to talk about. But 316-462-3673, that's the number that comes right in the main dealership here. It's the way, only way you know to get on the podcast. Yeah, you can get over here on the chat line and talk to us, too. But sure, we'd love to talk to you on the phone. But uh, each and every caller gets a $130 package. And, Josh, we still got to reevaluate make sure we're on the right value. But I think we're a little shy on that yeah. number. Yeah. Of everything that's included for each and every caller, only show you know you get paid to call in on. But again, it's anything ailing your car, tires, brakes, batteries, anything in the automobile world, anything in the racing world, anything you want to talk about. Love to hear from you. 316 462 3673. And as always, Josh, what's in the package? Uh, so it's going to consist of the works, which is an oil change and tire rotation. We use Motorcraft oil and filter products here at Mel Hamilton Ford. While we're performing that, we're also going to complete a multi-point inspection on your vehicle, checking over the brakes, tires, steering, suspension, all the safety-related components for that vehicle. Make sure that it's ready to go for that next 5,000 miles of driving. You'll get yourself $10 to Mel's Diner, so you can get yourself something to eat and drink while you're here with us at the big corner. Complete nitrogen for your tires, so you get all the great benefits that nitrogen has to offer. And then a BG products package, which consists a can of MOA or motor oil additive for your engine oil, and then CF5 for your fuel system. Again, just getting that vehicle geared up and ready to go for that next 5,000 miles of driving. All right, let's get the phones ringing. Love to hear from you. Morning, Delbert. Morning, Bill. Morning, Jeff. And uh, yeah, Jeff says, happy holidays. Boy, it is that time. It is is uh, it really Christmas time already? Man, it is just crazy. You know, it's been... Uh, a very busy week, and in some cases, it feel like it's been or week uh, already into December. Feels like it's been a lot of days, but in some cases, it seems like it's uh, just flying right by for sure. So we had a definitely had a really busy week last week uh, at PRI, and uh, I think had a really good uh, good turnout of uh, spectators to that deal and i felt like that went really well uh it was a lot of fun i think interviewing all those drivers it looks like you guys uh, uh had a lot of fun doing that for sure yeah pr was a great time uh and we are back to normal crowds it was very busy we ran out of stuff uh and like at 11 o'clock we were out of the cookies and one o'clock we were out of the popcorn and the bags we had to kind of <laughs> ration them out too so next year we'll have to double up again and get more things to give away and stuff too but we had a great time here interviewing the 2024 who's your hero drivers and uh they were great guys and of course last night i was watching the gator at uh, the gator uh gateway nationals i guess you call it whatever uh-huh. in, in springfield and there was uh, brandon shepherd he finished up third last night in late model uh so that's pretty cool to you know and then he got a great interview too after that part too so that was kind of fun uh from that point morning tim morning matt morning everybody so uh let's get the phones ringing but yeah it was a lot of fun at pri uh met a lot of people got a lot of stuff had some fun with the simulator there and stuff too so can't get excited about going back next year it's going to be much more fun and we guys got to get ready to go that simulator uh you know i i you only have so much room in the booth and so every year we're you know uh discussing uh what to take what not to take and you know you think okay well i don't want to you you want to you want to maximize your space for sure and so uh for me it was kind of weighing on my mind i was like okay is that going to draw you know draw the people and stuff like that and it sure did you know uh Uh, it it was 
very few minutes that it didn't have somebody on the simulator and then a line of people typically kind of watching whoever was doing it for sure and and uh there was some there was some good competition going on there there were some guys that were laying down some laps that's for sure i was not one of them i will tell you josh and i fight for who gets the wall the the quickest not who the quickest lap is who hits the wall the quickest yeah yeah but yeah it was kind of fun there there for a minute there was about four or five guys lined up and they just kept beating it and beating the time it was, it was great on that part and the guy that sat down there sat down a pair of hey dudes and i thought oh, he ain't gonna do nothing guess what he's well and then there was a kid like or i don't want to say kid you know i mean he was uh old enough to drive and stuff like that but he sat down there and took took a shoe off and i was thinking most of the guys yeah there's yeah, quite a few guys what, taking what their shoe off. i gonna do for you but uh, i guess think you're gonna make that pedal down a little harder yeah. i guess <laughs> I don't I, know. maybe the sensitivity of it i guess or the the room in between the the pedals i i don't know but it worked for him so uh you know when I, we brought it back i got it plugged in at the warehouse where i was all by myself nobody around i took my shoe off no i didn't <laughs> <laughs> it, it didn't do any good so no nah, i didn't get that either there must be some trick up the sleeve of that and on because most of the guys that were really putting down a fast lap never let off the gas it yeah. was just, just wide open and, I, and gone i did notice uh, that too uh, from that part now what i was really surprised about we did our door the first couple days then we did bristol the second day a third day and it was pretty close to me the times were pretty the, mm-hmm. not that far apart uh, but those guys were within, you know, tenths of a second of each other. And uh, you could watch those guys and see who was really good and who wasn't. Because the guys that weren't letting off the gas, you knew pretty much they were going to get her done. But uh, sure was a lot of fun at PRI. Can't wait to go back next year. We're already starting to play, make plans what we're going to do and all that stuff, too. So it'll be a lot of fun from that part, too. So anyway, yeah, it was a busy week getting back after that, too. I think, uh, you know, uh, and this just as we gear up for, for Christmas, God, I can't believe, you know, a week. You know, uh, that, that's crazy. I guess a week and a couple of days, uh, yet for that, but it's definitely one of those things that this time of year, we get a lot of, you know, kids home from college, a lot of people traveling. And, and so it gets, uh, it gets pretty busy in the service department towards the, the end of December for sure. And we want to just make sure that we're able to get everybody where they're going and all that stuff. So definitely get your, get your plans in early. If there's something that you need help with or assistance on, make being able to make that happen well i think the next thing we need we need to talk about our hours for the holidays that's coming up because we are going to be closed next saturday so there will not be no live show next saturday sorry about that guys we are closed the 23rd 24 and 25 uh we'll be back to the 26th for normal hours and then of course we're just going to be closed on january 1st and everything else from normal hours from there so next weekend uh saturday sunday monday we are gone we're going to be having fun with our families and celebrating the holidays and stuff too so Hope that helps everybody from that part. So uh, then, good morning, uh, Vincent and uh, Matt. I'll get you an update here in just a few minutes on the fairgrounds as we get ready to go because there is some, I guess I can give everybody kind of an update what happened there on that part too. So the other side of the Christmas side of it, you know, if they're uh, needing something to buy for that hard to, hard to buy person, man, something automotive is always, uh, well, it's, everybody needs something. I'm going to tell you this year, Josh, we, you know, with our gift card program and stuff we've had, I've given out more gift cards than yeah. I have be- before. So yeah. it is a great thing to do in uh, between details or tint or remote start or an accessory or, you know, just uh, oil change. You know, everybody's uh, everybody's going to need serviced at some point. So, yep. And uh, so anyway, someone's calling me Sweet Pea too, Josh. I'm, you know, I'm what saying, the, yeah, I know. That's okay. That's okay. Little Sweet Pea right here. But anyway, uh no, we're not unwrapping the car out of the bubble. It's wrapped away very tightly. I've made it so it was very hard to get out of the bubble this year. 
I seem to have more things in my garage in my man cave this year than I normally have. Stacking stuff in front of it, so I it did becomes more of a challenge. It's, it's a challenge to get it out right now. I have to move three. Well, of course, what's happened there is we have taken Jake's uh, modified, the one we retired at the end of this year. It's about towards the two thirds of the year we retired that car. That's up there, and then next thing I know, he took his very first modified, which was in my basement, and drug it up and had to put it up there beside it. Uh, so it's setting in there. So I had to move my Corvette around so I couldn't get it out. So that made it to where it's going to be very hard to get the 500 out of the public. I bet uh, the first person to it gets to drive it. We'll have it out of there in no time. <laughs> <laughs> Got to get the key first. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. anyway. Does Mary uh, know where the key is? Nope. Are you just saying that or does she really not? No, she has no <laughs> idea where that key's at. Better luck with Jake, maybe. Jake knows where it's at. Yeah, there yeah, we go. Jake knows where it's at. <laughs> <laughs> we can pay Jake off. I'm hey, Tim wants to know why you smiled when we said sweet pea. He wants to know I, why. I don't, I don't know where that come from. So. I've got to wonder where yeah. it come from, too. <laughs> yeah, I was uh, I was curious as to where that came from. So, <laughs> so uh, anyway, I guess let's get to uh, let's get to Matt, Matt O'Connor's question. Any news on the fairgrounds? Uh, Matt, we had our first, what they're calling the ad hoc committee. Uh, there's about eight of us on that committee. Uh, we met Monday at 3.30 and started discussing different things and stuff like that, what we need to do, their questions. I didn't get as many questions as I thought I was getting going to get from the fair board. I even asked for more questions uh, from that part. I'm not sure what all um, to uh, tell you other than uh, the meeting didn't go as good as I thought it would go. Uh, I'm going to tell you that for that part. I want everybody to know that me and Nick and everybody here at Mel Hamilton are doing everything possibly feasibly possible to make sure that fairgrounds races this summer, uh, from that part. And, uh, we have our next meeting January the 3rd, uh, from that part. So, uh, uh, that's about all I can tell you. The meeting didn't go as good as I thought it was going to go. Uh, the first one, we'll see how the January 3rd one goes. And of course, January 9th is when they're going to vote. But I just want everybody to know that me, Nick, and everybody here at Mel Hamilton Ford and all my sponsors and all my sanctioning bodies and all that kind of stuff have uh, are doing everything we can to race uh, there at the fairgrounds this next summer. And it uh, won't be from a lack of effort if it doesn't happen. I'm uh, not sure why it won't happen, but if it doesn't happen, I can promise you it's not from the, not from the lack of not trying, not doing the things, working with the fair board and all that kind of stuff, too. If you really want to see something exciting, if you want to go out and look at USAC's schedule, uh, at PRI, they announced their schedule. And if you'll look at July 19th and 20th, it says TBA. That TBA is setting out there for the Hutchison, Grand, Hutchison Fairground race. So if you want to go check out their schedule and prove that it's there, that the USAC race has got a schedule, TBA, July 19th and 20th. That's who I, one of the one of the sanctioned bodies I've been working with to come race uh, for next year. But they put it on there as a TBA uh, from that part to try to see if uh, we get this done. If it is, I will be having the USAC group will be there the 19th and 20th of July, which is exciting. I just hope that we can get the fair board to understand what we're trying to do, where it needs to go, and that everybody wants to race. And it's a great adventure for everybody if we can just make this happen. So uh, we'll see what happens. July 
uh, January 3rd is the next meeting, and then July, uh, January 9th is when they vote. Keep your fingers crossed and everything else, too. So, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Somebody says Josh loves peace. Well, is that what yeah, that was, Tim? That, I guess, yeah. That's, Josh really loves peace. I do not. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> do, do not at all. That's uh, that. Hey, and Ron Gallagher's got something. You know what's coming? It says shake and bake, baby. Oh, where did that come from? Huh. Yeah, no clue. No clue? <laughs> you know where it come from? I got, I got no clue. Yeah. No clue. <laughs> <laughs> that is exactly. Yes, uh, that is uh, my arch nemesis, SP. <laughs> <laughs> so, so anyway, Matt, I hope I gave you enough information uh, from that part. Uh, we'll see what happens uh, January 3rd and then January 9th, and hopefully, keep your fingers crossed, we'll be racing end of March, 1st of April, somewhere there at the fairgrounds from that part. Good question. So anyway, Josh, you got something over here on the right-hand screen. Yeah, what do we do. got? So this actually came from Tim, or a question that that came from Tim. Uh, and so, am I ready to put it up? Uh, yeah, go ahead. You can uh, you can throw it over here. So I did a lot of a lot of different research. I wanted to talk about uh, foreign markets or why vehicles are different across different markets. So this over here is. Uh, this really, so I went through uh, after uh, Tim had brought up a picture of a, uh, gosh, I forgot of the vehicle now. We can we can go to it and find out which one it is. But anyways, it was it was in another market. And he's like, well, why can't I have that here? Oh, I yeah. Like, I know what you know, you're talking about. That's a, a, a great question. Um, but then I went through and I was looking at like workshop manuals to see about just even vehicle information through foreign markets and stuff like that. And there's just nothing out there of what's in other markets. And so uh, this deal here, if you click on, go so go to like that Ford Europe at the very top, the English one right there. So if you click on that, and then you can scroll down to the bottom of the page, and this is kind of what's going on in each marketplace. And this gives you the featured vehicles that are in the, in the Europe market. And then you can kind of go over or through those, but even the names of some of these. So the, the body styles look pretty familiar. You know, um, as far as uh, as far as well, stuff so the we Kuga, recognize the Cougar, it looks like an escape, an escape. to me. Yep, yep. Now this Focus, it's here, everybody. This vehicle was supposed to come to the United States mm -hmm. and didn't make it back uh, two, three years ago. So we were supposed to have that car, and, and uh, don't get me in all the politics and all that kind of stuff but the tariffs is what killed that car from coming to the states yeah yeah and then uh you can slide over at the top yeah of the there. cougar looks to me like an escape. escape yep and i would say the puma is almost like an edge style uh looking vehicle yeah Kind of almost a cross between an Edge and a Porsche almost a little bit. Uh, what okay. surprised me in the Europe market is just the number of vans that they have out there. It's kind of crazy. And I see they're calling our Connect is called the Courier. It's mm. a little different, but not, not too bad than in the different levels of transits. Torino, I guess is how you say that, huh? And then within each one of those, you know, there's different, you know, uh, height configurations and oh, there's and, the transit connect again. Mm -hmm. Yep. So that's yep. a passenger one. We yep. call our connect a van, a cargo or whatever. So they're calling there. Maybe that's the transit custom. Maybe I don't know. There's the Ranger. But see, to me, that's the old body style Ranger. That's not the new style. Yeah. Ranger. What? Uh, and I kind of went through this and and glanced through quite a quite a different uh, quite a few of them. Uh, what surprised me the most or the vehicle that seemed to be the most consistent was the Ranger. 
with aside from a couple of ecstatic changes, you know, one way or the other, it, it seemed to stay pretty much the same, but even like there, so no F-150 there at all. That's too big. That's, that's crazy to me that, you know, it's a, the number one selling vehicle over here and how popular it is. And, well, and then and, here's the next thing is they've got Ranger Raptor and they've had it over there for a couple of years yeah. and we haven't even seen it yet. We yeah. haven't even got one. In, they even start building the Ranger Raptor. They're supposed to start building their Ranger Raptor back in, in November, but with the strike and all that stuff, they've pushed it clear into February now before the Ranger Raptor is going to come into us too. So, uh, but I don't think that's the same Ranger Raptor. It doesn't look the, exactly like what I've seen of our pictures and stuff too. Yeah. So if you go, um, I mean, you can kind of mess around in there or whatever, but uh, go back to uh, that other page. Uh, yeah, there you go. And so the one that Tim was actually looking at, if you go to on the far uh, right column there and it's uh, uh, Middle East uh, in English right there. Yep. Click on that. And then you can, uh, so it's that. Yeah, it's, it's the, it's the uh, so they don't have the, it's, you can click on that deal right there. And it's the Everest is what the name of that thing is called. Yeah. So this is made off of the Rangers, what it's made off of. Then why we can't have this in the States, I don't know. So Dubai, again, maybe, yeah, Dubai is where this is produced. Yeah. I'm trying to get more pictures of it. But so right. yeah, you can click on the images on the side, but that's, that's all you're. Well, you're going to get unless uh, unless we just kind of Google it or yeah do images of it. But that is a uh, it is a sharp looking vehicle. I will give you that. But I couldn't imagine you know okay designing a product and then coming up with a nameplate that would work across you know the All, whole globe. the whole globe global. Uh, so yeah. to start out with, and then you know just as far as like design features and aesthetics and stuff. I mean, there's maybe things that are a little more popular in one place versus another or, uh, you know, what, uh, so I can't imagine the amount of money that they spend in research and development and stuff like that to, to be able to know that the products they're putting out and where they're putting them out, the demand for it has got to be there. Yeah. I know I wouldn't be the one, the one to be the one trying to figure that all out either. Cause and then, uh, so another one. So if you go, yeah, go back one more and then go to the go to the South Africa uh one. Again, that's all the way over to the left over there. Um, and then if you scroll down just a yeah, so the GTD, they had a quite a bit of information on it, which surprised me too. So I don't know. Uh, I'm sure that car is going, I guess where they race on yeah, most of those races which, over there and stuff too. So why that car is going there. Yeah, I tell you, that's that is a pretty cool car. I know we're going to get to see one in live because we do have one of our customers that did get a chance to order one. And he is, of course, going to let us deliver it to him and stuff, too. So that's going to be cool. Mm -hmm. Going to be cool. So anyway, Tim, I hope we answered your question on some of that stuff. Well, but, and uh, So I guess my question is like, because uh, I have seen uh, vehicles come in here uh, that are from Canada or on the yeah. sales of stuff. Um, I know we've had excuse me, have had customers that inquired about purchasing vehicles from like Canada or even other countries. Like what's the, what's the limitations on stuff like that? And Well, I bet there's a lot of stuff to go through. We have no clue about, you know, yeah. I mean? Oh, there was another one that uh, I wanted to pull up there. Okay. It was go back, um, go to I think, gosh dang, where was it at? Go to the Netherlands. 
Uh, so middle of that page right there. Yeah, the all-new electric Explorer. So they've got a full electric Explorer over there. Well, you know what? We've seen a couple of years ago the full electric mm-hmm. Explorer, but boy, it didn't look like that, did it? No, not at all. And my my thing is, you know, when I figured electric, I figured it would be uh, in Europe for sure, uh, but there wasn't one, and, you know, that it ended up there. But just crazy. So if you have some time and want to go check out things, you need to go to media.ford.com. I guess would get you there, right? Yeah. So that'll, uh, that starts it, uh, starts it out. And then there's a, in the, it takes you to the homepage, but in the top, uh, top portion of that, there's the international market group and it's automatically comes up in English because that's where you're at. But then you can select a location down below that. And that's what gives you all the different, uh, all the different options of that. So. All right. Well, very cool. Media.ford.com. If you want to play a little more time on that stuff too, more than welcome to go there and do that part from that standpoint. So, okay. So Tim, I hope that answers your question of why what's happening. Anyway, next question. Any news on the 25 expedition refreshing timing? No, I haven't heard anything at all on the 25s. We're just, just got a few 24s in finally got a 24 on the showroom floor. A gentleman ordered in and guess what? It's a white platinum. How about that? Jeff, kind of like somebody else's white platinum. Oh, we lost our screen, Josh. What happened? Oh, in the back. Dang it. You didn't get to it quick enough. Did you? Nope. Sure. Didn't got too, we was too impressed in the Ford media center. <laughs> than we were anything else, but that's okay. So anyway, hey, 316-462-3673. Hey, anything in your car, tires, brakes, batteries, anything at all, love to hear from you. And when you dial that number, it comes right to the front desk. Tell the girls you're going to get patched in the pad podcast, and we'll get you through here, everything else too. Oh, here we go again. We're fighting over the top-of-the-line King Ranch versus Platinum, Josh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you guys did such a great job on the top-of-the-line King Ranch. You're not getting it back means he's not going to trade it. Oh, when one of the new 24s comes in, I'm going to have to drive by Tim's house and just let him drop it <laughs> off. And he probably will trade. It's time to convert mine to a Shelby. Well, we got some Shelby sitting out here. We can just go. There is no Shelby expedition. though, Jeff, just so you know, no, no such thing as a Shelby F1 as a Shelby expedition. He just wanted to fix the, the race. He thinks he needs a horse powered up for some reason. Oh yeah. Is what he wants to do. Put that pop-up valve on there or something. You know? <laughs> Bigger turbo. Wanted hey, look to, at that. Wanted to fix the race. I bet Gus got in there and fixed this up. You want to bet? Man. Thank He's something you, else, isn't he? Yeah. He's something else. Okay, Josh. So what else is on our agenda this morning? Anything we want to talk about? Uh, you know, again, just a uh, holiday season for sure. So if it's something that you're looking at going out of town, remember your vehicle. <laughs> remember the thing that's going to get you from point A to point B. Going through, uh, can't tell you how many times I get in vehicles on the service drive, and it comes in for, for or pick up a customer's vehicle for something, and you know, you look at it and it's overdue for service or a couple hundred miles from service, and then like that wasn't even on the radar, not even a blip on the radar, and just that that maintenance is so important to to take care of to be able to prolong the life of that vehicle, um, you know. It's uh, it's one of those things that it's always a forefront on my mind, but I'm here every day, you know. Well, I'm gonna throw, I'm gonna throw an example of what's happened happened with me with one of my uh, acquaintances and customers and stuff. Is uh, he called me and said, "Hey, uh, daughter decided to go take a road trip. Didn't tell us about it. 
didn't do anything about it. Just took off because she knew probably if I, that they were going to, if she was asking to go, we would probably said no. Took off to Colorado. Okay. Guess what? The coolant light come on. But do you think we stopped? Oh, no. We didn't stop. So uh, we ran her till guess what? Started overheating. No. We ran even further than that. Oh, wow. We just ran her till she just stopped. Stopped. So now we're looking at trying to fix this thing. And guess what? The motor is locked up. And if we could have just done a simple maintenance and everything before she left uh, from that part, because that's what happened. Basically, she had a little bit of a coolant leak somewhere. We're guessing the head gasket or something or some kind of a coolant. Because that's what it ran out of coolant. And she yeah. just kept driving. And I know why she kept driving. She was scared to death to get stuck somewhere and just go. But we're at the tune of about $5,500 now to go in and put a motor in this vehicle instead of taking a simple little deal. So remember, when those lights come on, it that's the car talking to you, telling you that, hey, we need you need to stop. It's not going to get brighter, like Tim Allen used to always say. <laughs> uh, it's not going to go away. Yeah. Uh, it's not going. And again, some of these lights that come on are safety items. So you're going to lose those safety controls if you're in a wreck or you need it when you're braking. Or, or from that part, I had one guy say, I bought a car that's too big. That's been on the whole time I bought it. Big deal. Well, you know what? You got lucky. Is there a time or something you could have maybe been in an accident or needed that stability control to hold you or do something? Yeah, because again, that light's on. It's not going to work. So this is just a way of years ago. You know, we used to listen to cars and we could hear noises and know things were different. Today, we have to look for lights. And the longer you let that light stay on, the more damage you're doing, the more things you're happening. But it's the only way the car can talk to you and tell you that, hey, I've got an issue and i got a problem. And what I love about the lights today is, you know, some of them are erroneous, some are hit and miss because of that, because we now can detect deterioration. We can't just detect a fault. So there's a range of when the things start to fail, we get a warning. So it gives you a little bit more warning that you can go maybe a little bit or whatever, but, you know, you still need to stop and figure out what's going on. But also the other thing I got to stress too, and I know we've talked about this on many shows, is do not, do not, do not, do not go get a code reader and think you're going to read these codes today in these cars. Yeah, years ago, it was no problem when there were two-digit codes. I mean, I still remember my codes back in the day. 13 was oxygen sensor, 21 is TPM sensor, 44 is running lean, 45 is running rich. That's not how it is today. Today, we have four-digit codes. And the base code is, is the first couple digits. But then if you don't have the proper information, I mean, shop manual or online tools to run through those trees to know exactly what's going on, you're not going to fix anything. You can throw a bunch of parts at it because that's what the parts house wants you to do. Well, and just the complexity level of the <clears throat> of what. So there's there's government mandated codes that have to be universal through all manufacturers. And that's what those code readers can read. Anything outside of that is, you know, is left to the manufacturer to determine how it communicates and what it needs to, what, uh, you know, what type of system it needs to communicate with. And there's certainly, uh, it's way more complex than any $100 scanner can, uh, or code reader can, can, can read. It's just, it's way too complicated for that. Very hard. Very hard, but uh, you, you know, once in a while, I guess you could re get a code reader and guess and get lucky. That's the part it was or whatever, but like most like time, it, it's not going to be. Well, uh, then again, there's generic codes that those code readers will give you too that aren't even close that, to what that it may is. not even have a have anything to do with what's actually wrong with it. So it, it's it's it can be it can be very complicated for sure. 
And there's times we'll pull codes up and there's probably six or seven codes because one system has failed another one, another one is shut down, everything else like that. So which code do you really got to go after? Yeah. That's where the training, the experience, the knowledge and having the information of knowing which code to go after, which one shut that system down, which one shut that one down. And sometimes it leads us astray. It's not very easy sometimes to diagnose these situations either. And, uh, you know, I was watching a, a video just last night where a guy was talking about his Corvette just sitting there running and dying, and they've, they've got wires strung everywhere, things going here. We put this part, we put this part, we put this part. I'm thinking you're just throwing parts of this car to try to fix it instead of really going in and looking at your parameters, looking at your data, looking at things that's happening there and having the knowledge to know why is that Corvette dying? figuring out what's uh, i got what's tired of watching it because it's making me making my head hurt by watching what that guy was doing and everything else too from that part i think of the headache to the consumer for all the all the grief and all the <laughs> you know running around in circles and kind of chasing your tail side of it when you know uh, somebody that knows what they're doing and what they're looking at and where to go uh can get in there and fix it and be done with it you know yeah. and then my other side of that is uh, i've seen some pretty I guess pretty shoddy ways of diagnosing things and what are you damaging in the process of trying to fix something, you know, uh, as far as back probing wires and cutting wires. And, oh, you're back you probing know. wires. Guess what you're doing there, man. You're, you're causing all kinds of later down the road problems of moisture, condensation, corrosion, everything coming into that play. For sure. And I say with that Corvette video I was watching, he had wires hanging everywhere, stuff going in. I mean, oh my God, you just tore the hell out of this car. Uh, trying to figure out why it's dying. He did have a laptop up there. We'll say at least, at least he had a laptop up and where they had the right code reader on a or scanner. I, know, I said that wrong. Where they had a code reader, where they had a scanner and they're trying to figure that out or whatever. I don't know. But uh, like I said, I, I got about a little bit into that deal and got my head hurt and I had to turn it off. So I didn't want to watch it anymore from that part, but just made me think about that. So and it's, you know, the biggest thing with it is uh, like, like you said, that light's not going to get brighter and, uh, my other thing with that is okay. Take an emissions code. You know that there's okay something wrong with the with the fueling. Is that is that a big deal to drive that? You know, obviously you're emitting more emissions than what you what you should be or what the standard is. But is it is it really that big a deal? Uh, is is going to leave you on the side road? No, it's not. But my biggest thing with that is if something else comes wrong in the process like that light doesn't change colors it doesn't identify that hey now there's another issue or something else that is more serious that will leave you stranded like there's no yeah there's no you never know when there's another failure happening behind the scenes correct yeah there's no no way to do that or if it's a system like an abs system or an airbag system or something like that do you do you need abs do you need airbags no you don't you don't need it 90 percent of the time or 90 you know 99 percent that one percent when you need it when you're fine but I assure you that in the instance that you would need that system, you would pay whatever it would take <laughs> to repair it, you know, to have the benefits of being able to the safety side of it or to be able to slow the vehicle down faster to, you know, to to not have as bad of a collision as you would if it wasn't working uh, for sure. You yeah, know? exactly. So just remember these cars are that's these lights are very important. Uh, I still remember the tire when the AB, uh, t- tire pressure lights come out. Just turn that thing off. Turn that thing off. Well, I can, but the first thing I do is get figure out why you got a low tire uh, from that part. That's just another. That's another one I just love to death is these tire pressure sensors because you cannot walk up to a tire today and see if that tire's low. You cannot do it, and uh, now you can tell with these tires and with these tire sensors to know that it's low uh, from that part. So, 
Anyway, 316-462-3673. Love to hear from you. Anything in your car, tires, brakes, batteries, or anything in the automobile world, just love to know what's what's happening in your world from that part. So uh, 316-462-3673. Josh, what else do we got up our sleeve today? Anything at all? Uh, we've talked about our hours for the next weekend. Uh, for the holidays, 23, 24, 25, the dealership will be closed. So make sure you get your car in and service and ready to go for you go to grandma's house. If you need, I think Stan might have a couple – 15 yeah. pasture vans still left. If you need to get to grandma's house, need something a little bit bigger to haul everything. Don't forget about that part. Or if you just need something a little bit bigger, an expedition or explore, don't want to put the miles on your stand. Still got a few vehicles left over there under the reservation side to help you from that part too. And then uh, the other thing I thought about Josh too, the cold weather's here. We didn't really talk. I don't know if maybe you haven't missed me on a show or something like that too, but you diesel guys out there, I sure hope you've got your additives in your fuel because it's cold out there. Uh, even though it's not as cold as it can be or will be, you need to be prepared for when they, when it does get cold that you're not letting those diesels gel up and everything else too. So hopefully you got enough product in your stuff. And of course, BG's got all those great products to help you maintain your diesel, let alone your gas engines too. Uh, from that part so make sure you're putting something in that fuel to stop it from gelling because once it hits 20 degrees you're in trouble well you don't have something yeah. in there. even uh, i mean they say to mix that stuff before <clears throat> before 40 correct um just just so that it is able to to mix and do what it needs to do and that's uh one thing so far for sure that we've been i i guess extremely fortunate this far into the year and haven't really had too much of a cold snap but i can assure you one thing it's it's going to be coming yeah so just make sure you're ready ahead of time you guys your diesels and i tell you if i if i was driving a diesel year round i would be putting additives in that thing enough year round just to protect it make sure things are good uh and bg again's got a great bunch of products for that part let alone the the 44k and cf5 and stuff for that they have for the gasoline engine to keep those maintained and stuff too uh from that part so uh when do you think we'll see the the pickup an F-150. 24? Mm-hmm. I will say we'll see some 24 F-150s probably the middle to the end of January is when we'll start seeing. They're already they're already scheduled. Can I you, don't think we started building any yet uh, from that part, but I do have yeah. quite a few orders in the system already. As far as uh, features, what's the what's – the, um, they're, they're bringing back a lot of the stuff, right, that they took off. All of the it. stuff's coming back. All the heated okay. seats, the heated steering wheels, uh, massage seats, all that stuff is back. Okay. Uh, the, kind of the, it's, the 24F-150 is a refresh uh, from that part. They've come up now with a multi-function tailgate. I don't know exactly the name of it is, but it splits in the middle and does all kinds of different things on the tailgate side, which Have you've ordered, I'm guessing, a few of those. Oh, yeah. What's the, as far as in there, like two or three different levels of tailgates on that thing? There is. There is a couple different levels of tailgates on that side, too, from the regular tailgate. And then you got your tailgate step, and then you got the one that opens and folds in the center and stuff, too. So lots of new options and stuff. There is uh, on the platinum side, there's three levels of platinum now. Basically, what they did, they got rid of the limited, and the uh, top end platinum is now basically your limited truck. Uh, but it's not called a limited anymore. It's just called a platinum. But there's three levels of platinum base, middle, and high. Uh, but a complete refresh. The next thing I'm excited for is the uh, new Blue Cruise 1.2. Uh, it's actually going to be able to change lanes for you, Josh. Stay yeah. engaged and stuff. So it's pretty, be pretty cool. The, the upgraded there, and that's something we can't do to those 21s. We can't upgrade that Blue Cruise <laughs> to make it turn left or right with the oh, Blue yeah, Cruise left. On. Why did you instantly go to left? <laughs> well, you know, that's where it kind of got to go. Got to go left first before you go right. Yeah, that's a shake and bake thing right there. Oh, easy now. <laughs> So I can't wait to drive those trucks and uh, see what that new 1.2 Blue Cruise is like. Yeah, that is 
going to be exciting for sure from that part. So uh, let's see what else we got coming new. Uh, as I say, after F-150, we've got to see some Rangers. The new Rangers, like I said, what happened there is that was the first plant that went on strike that the uh, union shut down, and that just pushed that truck probably – I mean, all my order dates I had out there got pushed at least 60 days back uh, from that part. So it'll be uh, interesting to see how soon we get some of those or whatever. I'm excited to see the Ranger Raptor. I st- we still don't have one. I've got one. I have a sold order in there. Just talked to the customer yesterday about it. Uh, frustrated. Yeah, I'm frustrated, too, that we don't have it. So I just have to be patient. It's supposed to be built the middle uh, middle of the end of January, so hopefully we'll see it in February. Not sure how many of those Ranger Raptors we're going to get. I got everybody asking about them, wanting them, and I think it's cool. I think, you know, hot rod little Raptor, uh, Ranger Raptor and stuff, too, from that part. So, uh, yeah, very, uh, from the the pictures and stuff, they definitely look, look like they're pretty cool trucks, for sure. Jeff is trying to, everybody's trying to play play my words with this Platinum and King Ranch thing. Did you just say platinum was a top of the line asking for a friend? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, I got a battle that's never going to end. You know, it, it's like those uh, commercials. I don't even know what they're advertising, but uh, when they're sitting there like a husband and wife arguing, and then they say, okay, let's throw the challenge flag, and then they throw the Oh, yeah. Flag. I don't even know what they're advertising. <laughs> are, but, they're kind of stupid, but they are kind of funny. Yeah, you can't, I cannot tell you how many times I've wanted a challenge flag in the house <laughs> uh, from that side of things. But I this, think I'm just going to get one. You think so? We can just go make one in the shotgun. Well, that's red rags. It's put the, it. Yeah, but it's the actual the video playback to... to to know probably exactly. not going to like that. Yeah. Are they? <laughs> well, probably aren't going to like that situation. No, uh-uh. that part. Yeah. So, so anyway, uh, everybody, again, we're close 23, 24, 25. So make sure you're getting everything ready to go in your shop. Again, Josh talked about the gift certificates and stuff. We are doing a ton of those for people for gifts and things. So don't forget about that. Also detail, pay attention to our Facebook page. We've been giving away a bunch of details for our details shop at the Mel Hamilton auto spa. So be watching for that. All you gotta do is sub- submit some pictures of your dirty cars and stuff and uh, refer somebody and, uh, been giving away quite a few details and stuff, but again, that's another good gift certificate. Somebody, a detail for the car through the Mel Hamilton Auto Spa, or if you want to do some paint protection film, you want to do some ceramic coating. That's also some great gifts to give away from that part. So just tinting, remember, yeah, window tinting is another. Oh, window tinting, sure. yep, yep, exactly. So all kinds of great things there, stuff too. So hey, anyway, everybody, we are going to sign out again because we've got everything all covered. We need to cover for today. Anyway, just remember, we are closed. 23, 24, 25. For our families to have fun with and celebrate the holidays with them, then we'll be closed, of course, January the 1st, back in business on January 2nd to kick off 2024 from that part. So, everybody, we're not going to talk to you again next time. We're not going to talk to you again till God, when will we talk to everybody? It'll be the 31st, so just before New Year's. No, we won't. 30th. 30th. Okay, so we will talk to you on the 30th. We are open the 30th. Uh, We're just closed on January the 1st. We're back open 2024, January 2nd, normal hours, everything else from that part. And no, I do not wear a dress, Tim, from that part. Inside joke on that, Tim thinks he won the dance, but I'm sorry, I think I won the dance is what that is. So, uh, everybody, have a great Merry Christmas. Uh, Be safe, be fun, enjoy your families and everything else from that part. We will talk to you again December the 30th to be our last show of the year. There we go. We'll kick off 2024. Everybody have a great holidays, and we'll talk to you next Saturday, January, excuse me, December the 30th at 9 a.m. 